What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, what is it, Friday, June 8th, and the year is 2018. How the hell is everybody doing? I hope everybody is well. Welcome back to the Verzi Effect uh, podcast program. I never understood why they called radio shows programs, but whatever. Welcome to TVE. You guys, again, this is episode, what are we, uh... 359. That's right. 41 episodes away. Is that right? Yeah, 41 episodes away from 400 episodes. And uh, I know you guys are like, yeah, well, that's 41 away. That's a long time. It actually isn't. It's going to go by insanely quick. I cannot believe how long I have been uh, just ranting and yelling into a microphone for an hour a week, and uh, all of you amazing, lovely, loyal fans who I uh, love and adore so much, just uh, tune in and listen to that. So thank you so much. Uh, again, I hope everybody is doing well. I hope you had a good time between uh, between uh, shows. I hope you are healthy. I hope you are happy. Uh, I hope you are drunk. I hope you are high. I hope you are sober, if those are things that you don't want to do. Whatever it is that you enjoy doing, and it's not a problem, I hope that that's what you're doing. Uh, I feel good today. Uh, I'm a little tired because I didn't get on stage last night at the Comedy Cellar until about 1.15, 120 in the morning. Uh, I was done around, uh, you know, probably 1.35, 1.40. Had to get something to eat and then drive home an hour. So I get home last night, probably, I don't know what it was, 3.30, 3.40 in the morning. Go to bed and guess what? Oh, you got to wake up. I got to go to work. That was my wife and my kids were getting dressed for school and that was at about 7.30. So do the math, everybody. Uh, yeah. So as great as the uh, the life of a comedian is, <laughs> there is a definite lack of sleep when you have little ones and you know what? I wouldn't change it for the fucking world. So uh, today is hot, man. It's like I'm staying in today. We got our air conditioning unit fixed and all that shit. I am not, you know, it's funny. The older you get, like everyone's like, oh, I like it hot. I like it cold. No, no, no. The older you get, you like it like room temperature. And I'm not old. I'm still <laughs> I'm in my 30s, but you know what? I'm in my late 30s and I, I'm a fall guy, man. I'm a light jacket guy. Just fuck, you know, chill out, cool out. You know, I don't. 95 degrees or 90 degrees humid and sticky is hell. And, um, you know, actually, I'll say this. I like it hot when I'm on vacation and when I'm, you know, when I'm away and I can relax. I like it hot. But when I'm doing stuff, everyday life, I don't need it that hot. I really don't. I, I like, you know, 73, maybe 69 degrees is good. Between 60... Eight and like 73 degrees. I'm, uh, I like when it gets cool at night. That's just what I, it's what I am, people. Um, got a great show for you guys today. I want to talk about my colonoscopy and endoscopy. That's right. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this Cavs series in the NBA Finals. I'm going to talk to you about a new sponsor that I'm going to be working with very soon. That's amazing. I'm going to give them a plug before I even start working with them on this one because I, I love it and it's amazing. And if you love sports and if you love sports predictions, you are going to love it. 
Um, I just got something saying, not sure if you saw my email, which I didn't, which is... Um, don't you love when people do shit like that? They're like, not sure if you saw my email. And then I'm like, no, I didn't see your fucking email. Can you text me? Why would you just text me, not sure if you saw my email? Hold on, who is this here? Okay, they are. Oh, okay. Um, never mind. Okay, I'm good. Uh, I just started doing, saying something that I, I shouldn't have said. All right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about some sports. We're going to talk about a new movie coming out. Uh, I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but I saw the trailer for it. Talk about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's get into the show about My Unacceptable. Uh, your guys, Unacceptables, but you know what? I have not checked that because I think some people got a little, not upset, but they were just like, people got nervous sending in Unacceptables because I was, you know, choosing them. Like I, w- I was, but I was just choosing, go, no, done, done. Just, I swear to God, are the computers getting harder now? Computers, everything is just so much more protect your account. Hey, did you see this before this? Hey, this updated thing, be aware of this. Oh, this guy's going into your thing. If you want to update this firewall security thing. And it's just like, how many, can I just, let me just get into my shit. And, and I love how you know it's not that important because they're always like, there's always the no thanks option. It's like, look, hit me up when there's not an o- no thanks option. Hit me up when it's like, you have to do this. If you want to see your shit, you have to do this. Okay? But not when it's like, hey, did you hear about the new, you know, don't let robots invade your computer. Did you hear about the new protection so it's just you? Blah, blah, blah. And you give me this whole thing. And then it's like, okay, is this mandatory? And then it's like, or or no thanks. Hey, you want to do a survey or no thanks? It's like, no. It's always no thanks with me. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I want to get into this. Oh, the dog fence broke too. A lot of stuff to talk about here, guys. A lot of stuff to talk about on the show. This is TVE episode 359. And um, yeah, I guess I'll, I obviously want to start out by plugging um, All Things Comedy, guys. Go to allthingscomedy.com. All Things Comedy has a new um, a new TV show that they're doing now. And you can get all amazing comedy podcasts. Um, at All Things Comedy. Uh, so I'm going to try to pull some up here for you so you guys can see, um, you know, you guys can listen to the ones that you like. And there's also, again, there's going to be an All Things Comedy Festival, again, in Phoenix. But All Things Comedy, is the internet working? Because the internet in my house wasn't working again. You know how frustrating it is when the fucking internet doesn't work at your house and it's sunny and nice out? But here are the podcasts. So here are the television shows that they have. Okay, the television shows that they have. Something's Burning with Burt Kreischer. Okay, uh, Driving with Bill. Burr just did something called Driving with Bill. It's him and Danica Patrick. There's um, Valley Vibes with uh, Brody Stevens. Okay, here are some of the podcasts you guys can listen to at All Things Comedy, which is amazing. You can listen to uh, podcasts such as, oh, The Verzi Effect is one of them on there. The Comedy Store Podcast. Okay, um, you get Pep Talks with Eddie Pepitone. You can get the uh, Kira Sultanovich show. 
You can get Date Fails with Kate Quigley. These are all Burt Kreischer's podcast, the Burt Cast, Festival of Sports, Brody Stevens, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, Dean Del Rey's Let There Be Talk. Um, just, uh, just so many different podcasts on here. All right, and uh, and they do amazing albums, and uh, I will be the first, and I'm honored to be the first comedy special that they have on there. Also, Lawhead's Court, you could get Jason Lawhead, Skeptic Tank, Ari Shafir, and so many, so many more. My apologies, Doug Stanhope. My apologies to anybody that I left out. There's just so many, but you guys can definitely hear amazing content, and they just continue to grow. So check out all things comedy. How's that for a plug? Um, and guys, I'm gonna just talk about this site. There's a site, you know, I'm doing this for, I'm doing this shit for them because I just wanted to tell you guys about it and I'm going to be working with these guys. But um, there is a site out there called Capper Network, everybody, and I want everybody to look at this website. What this website is, you basically make your predictions and you get like a record. You get status and you get clout on your sports predictions. Okay, and then people who go to Vegas or people who bet can go to this site, see who's like on top of the leaderboard or how good their predictions are, and actually buy your predictions. It's called Capper Network. Check it out. Um, I'm going to be talking a lot more about it in detail. But uh, these are, this is something that if you listen to my show, you listen to the sports um, talk that goes on on, on, uh, on the Verzi effect and you like it, you know that I talk a lot of shit about sports. I've gotten into arguments. I mean, that's one thing that I truly, you know, other than stand-up comedy, you know, of course my family first. I mean, other than my, I don't think I need to say other than my family. What kind of piece of shit would be like, listen, sports first, okay, yeah, stand-up comedy, sports, I mean, then the family's probably like six, you know, no, no, obviously my family, but other than my family and my personal life, which I cherish uh, with the people I love, uh, that aside, because it goes without saying, I would say, you know, stand-up comedy and then sports talk, sports arguments, and my favorite thing about sports talking and sports argument is, what is it basically about? It's about your predictions, Right? That's really what it is. When you talk sports with a friend, anybody listening to this, okay? When you talk sports with a friend, when you talk LeBron James or Michael Jordan and you have that debate and you have that argument for a long fucking deal, a long time, you guys are like, no, no, it's him because of this. No, it's him because of that. Then you watch the game. You basically want to watch that to be right. That's the one thing that I figured out about sports. I mean, me and Bill Burr, and you guys know... Um, that uh, if you listen to this, you guys have either listened to the show because um, you listened to, you were a fan of mine, and you know some people were like, "Oh man, I heard Bill bursting. That's the guy you opened for. That was great." And then so many people who already knew Bill and didn't know me came over here. So you guys know that a lot of the shit that me and Bill talk is sports related, and a lot of the fights that we've got into. As a matter of fact. Yes, me and Bill are very close, and we've never had like that, I could say, we've never had that crazy big blowout fight except sports. Um, we screamed at each other. We were screaming at each other in a casino once, screaming um, about middleweights. I mean, we, we have had some arguments that were so over-the-top hilarious and ridiculous and just absolutely no reason for it. Um, but it's, it's, you want to be right. One of the big ones right now is I think that, um, I believe that Alex Smith was a good move to go to the Redskins. 
I think it was. I think that Kirk Cousins, although he was good, I just think every time he had that big game to like gain that contract, he just didn't do it. And then other times he did do it. I think Alex Smith has continued to get better. He's an all-star. I think he's you know, he's, he's, I think he's more than a game manager. I think he's, if you look at his numbers over the last few years, I mean, he's a fucking solid, solid quarterback. And I think the Redskins did a good thing. And they're like, no, he could have kept Kirk Cousins. This now. We got into a screaming match. Point is, and the point I'm trying to make is, now we're all going to watch. He even said to me, he goes, now you're going to make me give a shit? Why would I give a shit about Alex Smith and now I'm going to? It's about sports predictions. You want to be right. There's nothing better than going, oh, that series is going to happen in, in five or six games. It's going to be over, and here's why. And then when it happens in five or six games, what's the first thing that you do? You call your friend or your closest person that you've been having the discussion with, and you're like, I'll t- I told you. I remember when the Golden State Warriors were down three games to one to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I said, Clay Thompson is due for a big game, and he's going to be the reason the series gets tied, and he hit 11 three-pointers in that game. And my buddy goes, you called it exactly. So this new network, this new website, I should say, that I'm going to be working with called Capper Network is basically you talk, you know, you know, you pick your stuff and then you, you have to prove it and then you get ranked and then people could buy the advice. It's awesome. So I will be talking more about that, but that's what I'm going to be working with. I talk to the guys that run it and it's right up my alley. These guys are the best. And um, and so you guys will be getting more on that, and you guys should be getting excited about it because it's uh, and you could join for free. I believe I'm gonna get all the info. I'm probably fucking it up right now, but uh, it's awesome. It really is awesome. So look at the site and just start going through it, and then I will be talking about it more. Um, I'm really excited about it uh, because you know that's what I do. That's what I do. That's why I got, I got the nickname Dude I Called It from Burr, even though it's ridiculous because, you know, he just can't. God forbid I get one right, he'll get mad. Um, I love that guy, but if I get – the thing with Pill is if I get one right, he'll just go, yeah, but all the ones you got wrong. And it's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, shout out to Bill Burr uh, working his new uh, – oh, man, his new stuff is so funny. And um, I think he's out there uh, crushing it in, um, in Europe. So, uh, yeah, and hopefully I'll be seeing him, be seeing him soon. Uh, all right, moving on, everybody. The dog fence has been going amazing. Lloyd has been running around. He knows his boundaries. He has not gotten off the property. I've had no issues. He's tiring himself out. He's running around the fields. You know, he just looks, he looks happy. He's got his tongue hanging out he's laying on the driveway he's when people are playing ball he's running after the ball he's fucking with my son and his friends because when they get a hit with the baseball he runs and gets it and he's annoying them but he's doing what a dog does he's out there digging driving my wife nuts because her garden's getting fucked up but he's being a dog and he's having a great time and guess what everybody the lawnmower came in or something happened when the storm, the day we got it was that tornado. And I don't know if a tree that was getting uprooted or whatever it got worse. But a wire popped and we started getting the alarm from the base of the, you know, they install like a system and it's in our garage and it's just beeping, beeping, beeping. And, um, but he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know that it's disconnected because he still has the collar on and he knows the boundaries. So he's outside. And I'm like, oh, he's, you know, he's just going to stay in. But of course, he's the smartest dog ever. 
that I've ever been around. Um, Lloyd Smarts are so deceiving because Lloyd can be like an over-aggressive dickhead sometimes. So like he's playing too rough or he wants to go, but he's so smart. So you watch him and you watch this wild dog and you're like, oh, maybe he's not that smart. No, it's the opposite. He is so ridiculously smart, it's actually deceiving. So he, uh, I had to leave for work at 11 p.m. So what was I doing at 6 or 7? I was just resting. I was just laying down in bed, just resting. Not sleeping, resting, relaxing. Just getting ready for a long night. I got a you know a lot of sh- you know a couple shows, or or I should say a late show and all that stuff. And who barges into the room but my wife? And she goes, "Lloyd's out." And I go, "Yeah, I know." And I think she means get him inside because there are kids playing. Because every neighborhood kid was in our house yesterday, literally. The, every kid in our neighborhood and other friends were at our house. Parents were here. It's like. At one point, it was like 16 people here, including there was 11 kids and like five adults or whatever. It was ridiculous. And I'm just resting, and I love it. I love that people want to come to my house and play, but I'm thinking, oh, I got to go get Lloyd. He's jumping on the kids, and every kids want him inside. No, he got through the fence because this smart asshole knew that the beeping wasn't happening five or six feet from the line. Because what happens is he gets a warning on the collar, and the warning goes, look, dude, you're going to get fucking zapped if you come closer. So he stays within the boundaries. Since the thing got popped somewhere on the wire and got disconnected, he starts getting closer, doesn't hear a beep, and before you know it, he breaks through, and he's in the neighbor's yard. That's how smart this dog is. Petrified of the boundaries, never wanted to go near the boundaries, and then all of a sudden, the day that it pops open, uh, hours later, he's gone, he's in the neighbor's yard, and luckily they got him. So uh, they're coming to fix that fence. But um, I don't know if it's unacceptable that the fence broke, I don't know if it's unacceptable that, um, you know, if, if it was just bad luck. I don't know what it is. So I can't even make that an unacceptable because I love the guy that installed the thing. And there's got to be some explanation of where it popped. But my wife goes, yeah, there's a wire out somewhere. And then we heard the beeping. So Lloyd's itching to get out. This morning he tried running out. He thinks he could still go out. He doesn't have the collar on. And... Um, I don't want to be running around the fucking neighborhood today. I really just don't. This morning, I, I started to yell because my kids were going to the bus, and he almost got out, and I started screaming. So my kids are probably pissed at me. Um, all right, guys. I got a colonoscopy and endoscopy. Going to get into this right now. They went up my ass and down my throat. Same shot. Like I said, medical porn, double penetration with the camera. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I showed up nervous. I was nervous, man. I don't know why. I just, you know, I was just like, I mean, I know that I'm not super old and my I know that my heart could like handle it, but you know, you hear of people like, you know, Joan Rivers, you know, died under that shit, like, and I'm just going like, no, and I know she was like 80 something and, you know, but I just was just, it was weird. It was weird to me to just go in there knowing like, all right, I'm going to lay down, they're going to put something, but dude, that, that drug is so good. I forgot the name of it, but it's what actually Michael Jackson, rest his soul. I think he was under that when he passed away or whatever. But now they do it different. They just put like a tube in your mouth. So before I thought it was like an IV in the arm where they're just like, are you going to start feeling something? No, he just goes, open your mouth. And they put this thing in and this gas starts going in your mouth. And then they're like, all right, Paul, you're going to start feeling something. And I just, everything got so relaxed and so chill. 
and so good. And then I just woke up in the greatest mood ever. I was just talking to the guy about golf and his watch. Last time I did it, I remember talking to the woman about like vacations and you're just in such a good mood and everything is so nice. And, um, but yeah, they went down the throat, esophagus, everything looked good, went up the ass. Uh, everything was good with that. I found out that my, my ass is good. My colon is good. So, um, I know that this is a weird thing to talk about on a podcast, but I'm telling you guys right now, they want to change the, the age from 50 to 40. Um, one of the funniest things that I've ever witnessed was when, or that I ever heard was when I was talking to Giannis Papas and he got so dead serious. We were having a cigar and he goes, have you had your asshole checked? And he didn't say it jokingly. He said it with the utmost sincerity and how serious, I'll never forget how serious he was. He goes, wait, have you had your asshole checked? And he like, he like squinted his eyes in such interest and, and seriousness and we were crying and laughing, but he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right because they find polyps. Now, a lot of these things, most of these things um, early are benign or like, and even if they are precancerous, you don't have to go back for like five years or whatever, or, or whatever it is. Like when they're precancerous, you just, you know, they, they, you just go in more often and they just scrape them out before anything happens, but you have to be on top of it. All right. So this is an educational portion of TVE. Uh, episode 359. Get your asshole checked. I'm dead. I'm not joking. I'm not trying to be funny. If you are close to 40 or 40, do not wait to 50. I had a friend who got freaked out by everything and just called up and said, Hey, I want to get a colonoscopy. And they were like, you might not, you might not need it. And they were like, no, I actually, I think, I don't know something. I feel something. I I just, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, any kind of changes in my and going to the bathroom or anything is nothing important. And when the doctor hears stuff like that, you know, they, they, they take it seriously, you know, but I'm dead serious. Go and get the, the scope up your ass. You go to sleep for like a half hour. You wake up feeling fucking great. All right. They come out. They tell you everything that they see. If they found a polyp, if they didn't find a polyp, they obviously, if they find it, they scrape it out right when it's there. Don't mean to be gross, but they take it out of your ass right there. The scope has like a little clip thing and they just clip it off and they just take it out. So you go from having a polyp to not, boom, they take it out. If you have multiple, they'll take all of them out. They check them. They make sure they see if it's benign. They see, if, you know, if it's cancerous or whatever. And um, and if it's precancerous or whatever, you, uh, you know, you take care of it. You just go more often and that's it. Definitely do it. 50 is too late. I believe it's too late. So, um Message of the day. Get your ass checked out. This message is brought to you by TVE. Trying to have every colon as safe (laughs) as possible. Um, I don't think women have to do that, right? Women don't get colonoscopies. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Do they? Maybe they do. I don't, I don't know, but I've never heard of a woman. Uh, Now I feel stupid. Now I feel like almost having to Google that. Do women get their asses checked? Well, no. I guess they go to the gynecologist and they do. I don't know. Hold on. Women. I'm going to look it up right now. We go get educated. Women. Colonoscopy. Let's see. The common recommendation for screening colonoscopy to begin at age 50 for both men and women should be reconsidered. Ah, do you see that? Because things are developing at younger ages in men 
Australian researchers suggested. There you go, everybody. So, all you people saying, no, no, I'm going to stick to 50. No. Australian researchers have suggested that they've seen numbers. I love how there's just a doctor staring down an asshole canal with this picture online. But, um, yes, don't wait till you're 50. There you go. See, now there's proof out there. There's research. And uh, I did a joke about getting that on-the-spot, um, what's it called, on-the-spot uh, prostate check when the doctor you know, had to basically finger my ass. And he did it right then and there to check. And I did a joke about it. And when I got off stage, I was at the stand. A doctor ran up to me, from doctor from Brooklyn. He was a gastro, he was a gastro guy. And he goes, he goes, hey, man, it's so cool that you're doing jokes and you're bringing light to stuff like that. It's really important. And uh, people really got to get checked. You got to get a colonoscopy. You got to do it before 50. People are, they're finding out that there's definitely problems with it. So it's not just, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it's true. But I did it. I went down. I went up. Everything was good. And um, yeah, it's nice to know your ass is good. Do you know what I mean? Like it just makes you feel good walking around knowing that your ass, you know, you know everything. Like, you know, no hemorrhoids, no cancer, you know, colons, you know, the colon gets cleaned out. Now, here's the thing. You do have to drink. Uh, I hope you're not listening to this at lunch. But uh, yeah, this is basically the colonoscopy episode, everybody. This is a big one because I've never done this before. I thought I was going to wait till my mid 40s or 50. But uh, I, I also had diverticulosis when I was 23. I had major stomach surgery. They found a big infection uh, in, in like my intestines and, and colon area next to my appendix. And, uh, we didn't know what it was. I was actually getting checked for cancer when I was 23 and it freaked me out because my mom had cancer and I just had to wait in the hospital as they checked this. And it happened to be, thank God, but it happened to be a, a diverticulosis, diverticular, um, that got infected. Diverticulosis, they're like little canals in there. Well, it's like diverticulosis is what people say you can't eat popcorn or seeds or anything like that because it just kills your intestines. And, and that's what I had, but they cut it out. And uh, so that's another reason why they thought maybe since I had that, I should go for a colonoscopy as well. Um, but what you do is you got to go to like a Walgreens. So a day before the procedure, and um, this is, this is uh, you guys are going to love this story. All right. This is about to, you're going to love this, all right? Um, so there's two parts to this story. Uh, but one includes Bobby Kelly's uh, big uh, barbecue slash comic thing for his, it was his son's birthday, so all the friends and little kids and comedians. So anyway, day, they give you all these instructions. Day before you get a colonoscopy, you have to go to like a Walgreens or like a CVS, and you have to get this powder, and the powder is called Miralax, and it's a laxative, and you got to get 14 ounces of this, which is two bottles. Then you got to get a clear liquid or a Gatorade, 64 ounces, and then you pour the two bottles of powder in there, and you got to drink half of it the night before, and then half of it in the morning, and I don't want to be gross here, guys, but it's going to be, here's the nice thing. You take a stool softener first. So you take a stool softener and then you start drinking this this fucking laxative, right? And when I tell you this shit clears you out, you are just... I was literally looking in the toilet when I was done and it was orange Gatorade. I'm not even kidding. Nothing was coming out of me. Like everything was gone. And here's the thing. If you lead up to like two days where you don't eat like an animal, 
okay? Because some of these big, fat fucking animals are like, oh, I'm eating a 72-ounce steak. I'm eating brats. I'm eating sausage. We're doing dogs. We're doing burgers. I'm doing coleslaw. I'm doing mac and cheese. And, like, they do everything two days before to get it in. Uh, it's going to be an absolute horror show, shit show, uh, literally. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be nuts. Me, luckily, I would do like a little pita bread or a salad. Like I didn't have much in my stomach, so for me, it was just like, let's put it this way: I am, I'm probably, I can pretty much say I'm never gonna have an orange Gatorade again. I, I, I can honestly say I'm not fucking with orange Gatorade anymore, just because um, the taste of the powder that made it taste a certain way. And not to mention, for 24 hours, I was basically shitting straight orange Gatorade uh, because everything, my colon and my insides were completely cleared out. I had nothing in there. So I was just drinking Gatorade and it was just going through me. It might as well have just started coming out like a straw as I was putting it down my throat, just continue to come out. Uh, but yeah, and, the, and then you got to do it the morning of. So then the morning of, I'm drinking half of this thing. So I, you, you figure, what's that? That's 32 ounces. I drank 32 ounces two hours before I'm going in. And I'm thinking to myself, these people are going to, like, how is, how is this going to be, how is this going to work? So when I got there, I'm like, look, I got to go to the bathroom again. So I went to the bathroom. You know, I took a leak and I tried to get whatever and more Gatorade comes out. And I'm just like, are these people? And she's like, no, no, that's part of it. Don't worry. If there's anything left, you know, we have a suction thing that's because it's all liquid. So we'll just, so I'm going, wait a minute. You guys are going to put something up my ass that's going to take out more Gatorade while you're doing this? And she was like, no, no, it's fine. And I'm just like, look, you guys do it, whatever. You guys do it. Look, that's your job. I thought, listen, this is one thing I can tell you. I followed the instructions, but it was hard. Okay. My dick, my dick was hard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm on the bowl and I'm shitting straight Gatorade and I got a straight rager. I mean, I have a rager you wouldn't believe the whole time I walked in. Uh, how, fu <laughs> how funny would it be if somebody was laying on their side getting a colonoscopy out cold because of the anesthesia and there just has a, a raging heart on during the whole procedure. And they're just like, uh, Doc, we've never seen this before. <laughs> Just sitting there, your gown is just poking out. They're just like, I've never seen this before. And like, I don't know, maybe because you're unconscious or whatever, it just stayed that way. So you just get a full-fledged colonoscopy with a full-fledged <laughs> full heart on. I'm sorry, guys. I'm goofy today. I'm tired. Um, but here is the second part of the story, which could have been the first part, but I'm kind of pulp fictioning the colonoscopy story here because I want you guys to get it from all angles. I want you to listen back to this ass-clearing story. Okay, um, Bobby Kelly, shout out to Bobby Kelly, Bobby Kelly YKWD podcast. I, I do it a lot of times now and um, it's so fun. The camping one was one of the funniest ones. People were coming up to me at the Comedy Cellar going, dude, it's one of the funniest podcasts I ever heard. People were like, dude, I'm from Texas. I was on an airplane laughing so hard. Like people loved it. People loved it. Um, and we just did another one recently with uh, Robbie Slowick, who you guys heard on my Patreon. By the way, thank you, Patreon people. $3 a month, you get more TVE. Got some amazing guests coming up in June. Uh, and who else was there? Um, uh, Forrest Shaw. Miami's own Forrest Shaw. So we did another good one. But Bobby says, hey, dude, I'm having a big party on June 3rd. 
It's my son Max's fifth birthday party. Shout out to Max. Happy birthday. It's his fifth birthday party. It's going to be like 15 little kids running around, but there's also going to be comedians. I'd love for you and your wife to come. So Stacy's like, yeah, we'll go. And I'm like, yeah, dude, Bobby's a friend. I'd definitely go to that. That You know, I don't have any party scheduled. Let's let's do it. So we, uh, we go to this party, and it's amazing. You see comedians. You see comedians. Kids, you know. Just comedians that I love, funny comedians in the city. I mean, everybody was everybody was there. Just just picture some of your favorite. I mean, legendary comedians were there. It was just amazing. Okay, I'm not gonna sit here and name everybody who was at the party, but it, it was just an epic. If you love stand up comedy and you were at this, you would have probably shit yourself with like the people that were there. But then they got their families and they got their sons and daughters and uh, Tom Cotter. You guys may know Tom Cotter from um, America's Got Talent. He got down to I think the second place or whatever. But his him and his wife and his three sons were there and my son and daughter. And we're having a good time. And it's the day before my colonoscopy, guys. Okay, I can't eat. Okay, I can't eat. He had th- those famous steak tips that he always talks about from Boston. He had them. They're the best steak tips I've ever had in my life. He had them all over his grill. He had big garlic cheese sausage brats that were just exploding with cheese protruding out of the sides of them. Okay? He had sausages. He had hot dogs. He had hamburgers. He had cheeseburgers. He had all this macaroni salad. I mean, you were. it was just unbelievable. Okay, and to make matters worse, if it's not bad enough, he had a fucking Ben and Jerry's ice cream station. He hired a guy from Ben and Jerry's showed up in an ice cream station. With he's like, oh, that's the American Dream cup with caramel and this. He had a station with toppings, gummy bears. It's my shit. It had sprinkles. It had everything. It was unbelievable. I couldn't eat. You know what I had to eat? I had to eat chicken broth and jello at night. I had 10 jellos. I don't even want to eat fucking jello anymore. I was eating jello. I was drinking water. It was brutal. So I walked over and I looked at the grill and I saw all this steak and beef and sausages and I just said, I'm going to reschedule this. I'm going to reschedule the colonoscopy. And then my wife was like, you can't do that. And I'm like, Stace, I can't handle this. All right, I can't handle this shit. They got steak tips here. I'll just, I'll just do it. Let's do it next Monday. I'll do. I just wait a week. And she goes, no. And then uh, <laughs> Dan Soder was there. He's going, dude. How funny is that? That you're going to reschedule a major procedure so you could eat at a barbecue. You just start telling the doc. Yeah, but doc, they had brats. They had, you know. And it's true. I couldn't do that. So I had to deal with it. Here's one thing I did. I wasn't allowed to eat anything. The most I was able to eat would be lunchtime, a little bit of pasta and chicken broth, but I was past the lunchtime thing. So now I have to just stay to clear liquids or liquid diet. So Bobby, I said, Bobby, cut me a little piece of sausage. So he cuts me not even an inch of sausage. I chew it. I taste it. And then I might have swallowed like not even a penny size of it. I just, I just wanted to taste it. And then I just put it in a napkin and threw it out. And Bobby goes, what are you, a fucking model? It was it was the hardest thing, guys. This one comedian, Ian Fidance, he goes, Versi, can you just leave? He goes, everywhere you go, you're just like a glutton for punishment. You're just walking to each food station just going, oh, my God. I was like, like living through my wife as she ate it. I go, you better go get a Ben and Jerry's ice cream cup. And she goes, no. I, don't. I go, listen to me right now. 
You are getting an ice cream cup and you're putting toppings on it. And I will live, I'm, I'm, you need to do it. Because if I can't do it, one of us are doing it. And I was just watching her eat this thing. I mean, not like a creep, just staring at her, but like, oh man. And my kids are running around, hot dogs, you know, kids. To, and I'm just sitting there starving. And Bobby would joke. He'd be like, all right, everybody, the hot dogs and hamburgers and sausage are ready except for Verzi. And everybody would laugh. And then finally he felt so bad. He goes, all right, the steak tips are ready. And then he just looked over sad and he goes, I'm not even going to joke anymore because I just feel bad for him. <laughs> it was really, really hard. I called, I called somebody I know that has Crohn's disease who gets colonoscopies all the time. And, and, and gets checked all the time. And I actually called going, listen, be honest with me. What can I cheat? What can I cheat? And they were like, oh, I thought you could eat anything you want till 6 o'clock at night. And I got super excited. But then I read the literature that they gave me. And I said, absolutely not. 24 hours before, you can't. But I was calling people with diseases. Okay? Like chronic intestinal colon diseases to find out if I could cheat taking a bite of steak. That's how how hard this was. So, uh, yes. So that was really, really hard. But I did not break. I almost did. I, I spit the sausage out. Maybe a little piece went down my throat. But like I said, it would be like not even the size of a penny. Okay. So I was good with that. And um, and I got through it. I woke up and I was I was nervous. My blood pressure was high. I'm like, they're like, yeah, everybody's blood pressure gets high when they get in here. You know, I wouldn't have been nervous if it was just the endoscopy, just going down my throat and my stomach and telling me what's going on there. But I, I think the fact that it was a, um, I think the fact that they were going up my ass and down my throat and I was going to get multiple results for multiple things like that, that that's what scared me. So there you go. I'm sorry. I know that was long, but that that's, that's what happened. And uh, hey, look, I've been doing this podcast a long time. There had to be a colonoscopy story somewhere. You know, I thought, yes, you're right. I thought it would have been in five or 10 years from now. You know what? It happened in my 30s. I'm glad it happened. Get your ass checked. It's the main point of, um, that is the main point of this, uh, of this podcast. Okay. Moving on now. Um, we'll get to sports in a second. I wanted to say that I'm feeling something positive in comedy and I'm feeling a turn for the better. And here's what I'm feeling. I believe that all of this political correctness, and I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm not going to talk about Trump. I'm not going to talk about anything like that. I'm going to talk about PC and comedy, uh, what's acceptable to say on stage in people's minds, the people that get offended, and I think there's a turn for the better. Uh, I'm doing a joke now, and I think what's happening is there's things on online now talking about what... You know, they did this thing called like why comedians don't want to perform at colleges and they were talking to the actual bookers of colleges and the actual bookers of these colleges were going and they were, you know, super, super liberal and going, yeah, if we see anything that we think any of our students are going to be, we just won't book them or we'll tell them that joke we don't like, even if we like them that joke, or we just won't book them and we'll even have some students look at it and stuff like that. And it's just so bad. But here's the thing. It's getting exposed for being bad and shitty, okay? Um, this is the thing, all right? I don't know what people think freedom of speech falls under, whether they think people that are liberal want it more or people that are um, conservative want it more. But the bottom line is when that 
freedom starts to get uh, attacked, when freedom of speech starts to get compromised, um, whatever side you're on, that's something that cannot happen. Uh, that is the free the freedom of speech is is one of the most you know it, it can't be fucked with it really can't be because when you start getting arrested or you start getting in trouble for saying certain things um, that's when it's it's really tricky and some of these colleges are being exposed for it which is amazing you know it, it really is good um, that it's showing like comedians just aren't gonna go and um, we were actually talking on Bobby Kelly's YKWD podcast, and he was saying, like, that's how a lot of comedians used to make their money. Colleges pay good. You know, you could go to a college and do 45 minutes of material and get yourself, you know, $2,500, $3,000 right there. Some colleges, $5,000. Um, so do the math. You know, if you have a college agent and they get you, you know, 10 colleges that year, for three grand to pop, that's $30,000 just doing 10 colleges, all right? If you get 20 colleges, do the math. You're talking about 60000 not to mention what you're getting in clubs, not to mention any merchandise you're selling. You're making yourself some, you know, some good money. So that's why comedians wanted to do them. But now it's not worth the grief. Now it's protests, it's this, it's that. Uh, I did a college, and I was making fun of the UFC, and that just like when they wrap their legs around each other and the bare feet and like the fuck, you know, joking. And a guy was like, I, like a guy's mother wrote a letter, like how upset he was. Do you know how hard these people work? Do you know how tough it is? And he like wrote a letter and like about that. So it's just like, but now it's getting exposed. They are doing things online showing why comedians aren't going. Big name comedians stop going. Um, I did a joke the other night. Um, it was about, you know, um, having a disability and I wanted to see, and at, I did it about five times now. And out of the five times or six times I've done the joke, it's only made people moan once. And all the other times got a great laugh where people really enjoyed it and loved it. And I think that that's good. So I think the message of continuing to do what you want to say, continuing to push the envelope, continuing to say something that might be offensive because you found the funny in it, I think that that's going to turn the tide and things are getting better. I hope so. But I'm, as a comedian, I'm seeing it and I'm seeing some promise. Or maybe it's just because I'm going to continue to do it and people are going to come on board. And maybe the clubs that I'm going to, people know that they're going to hear something. So... Um, if you're a comedian that does something that you, that people may find offensive, don't apologize and I guess keep doing it. So that's the message. Keep doing your jokes, say what you want to say and get your ass checked. Um, but that's just one thing I wanted to talk about because, um, I'm noticing a little bit of an improvement and hopefully it all switches. You know, um, it's the downfall of the internet. That's the problem. It's the downfall. It's the, it's the, I shouldn't say the downfall. It's the negative part of social media. Because these people didn't have a platform before and now they do. You know, you 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 get offended and you'd go complain to a manager, right? You'd be like, I just paid good money and you know what? I have a nephew who's mentally disabled and I don't appreciate that joke. We come to get away from that stuff and this person said, you talk to the manager, the manager said, okay, here, here's tickets to another show or I'm sorry, they would tell you and it would be over. Now that woman's going to go on and fucking try to get on CNN 
you know, or, or because she wrote a blog that everybody got, you know, she, she wrote something that just got so many views and so many people either got outraged or whatever. And then now it gets on the news or something like that. That's, that's the problem. Basically, fuck all these people, say what you want to say. And if you offend them, say something even harder to offend them harder. You know, if, 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 if you find the funny in it and it's a real joke and you're not just doing it for the shock value, you know, do the joke. That's the other thing too. The flip side is comedians shouldn't just go out there and say something and, and have it be that. Go out there and, and, and make a good joke and make it about the joke. Um, so let's get into this uh, sports, guys. Let's get into this sport. Oh, um, you know, this is another unacceptable that I, I, I don't understand. I, I, my anger here needs to stay. I'm going to try to stay calm with this, okay? I'm going to try to stay calm because I'm really upset about it. And here's the problem. Um, I already did this as an unacceptable once, and I've already even taken a picture about it as an unacceptable. But it's, it's starting to become such a problem that I think, like, laws need to be made. Okay, honestly, laws need to be made because I was almost in a car accident really, really bad because of another 10 speed uh, bicycle that was in the middle of the street because there's no bike paths. Okay, so first of all, it's unacceptable to not have a bike path, but um, me and a car almost collided because this asshole in spandex in his mid 50s thought that it's fine and fuck you and I'm, this is my time. You entitled rich cocksucker. And I know he was rich. I know he was rich. I could just tell by his stupid cleats and his dumb spandex, you know, only a rich man in his almost sixties dresses like that. All right. You're not going to be broke and go to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy that shit. You're just not gonna. All right. Uh, what's unacceptable is I already talked about the bikes and the law. So it's unacceptable. I'm not going to do the law because I did that already. But what's unacceptable is that it almost caused two people to, to potentially lose their lives or crash, uh, myself included. And like, it's just, my wife freaked out. It's just beyond ridiculous. Go to a bike trail. Okay. Have the decency to go to a bike trail, strap your, if you're that big into biking, you could get that little rack. All right. You could get the little rack for the back of your car and take your car and drive it to a trail that it's just bikers. And guess what? You can't kill somebody. All right. They want to talk about texting and driving. Never once did I text and drive and fly into another fucking lane like that because of, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying you should text and drive. Okay. But I've had, I've had easier times on the road buzzed, you know, when I was a dumb idiot, you know, who, who, who had to learn a lesson you know, uh, because that's another thing that could kill somebody or yourself, which is horrible. And that's the other thing, you know, listen, if you drink and drive or you text and drive, you're a fucking dope and anything bad that comes your way, man, I, you know, I hate to say it, but it's, it's, you know, unless it's an absolute emergency, you just, you just gotta, you gotta, you can't do the shit. All right. But these bikes is just as bad as that to me. You know, this car was coming uh, towards me, I was in the right, they were in the left, going at each other, right, and, and there's a bike left of me, in the left lane, coming towards me, and this black car just flies in my lane to get around him, and I'm coming, and luckily I slowed down, and there would have been a head-on collision, and the asshole, you know, on the bike just puts the hand out, you know, I wanted to see that guy fucking splattered up against, not dead, but just splattered up against a fucking telephone pole, and then while he's sitting there bleeding 
and, and everything. Somebody takes the hand that pointed and said, listen, listen, you dumb cocksucker, listen. Don't put this hand, you see the blood coming out of your ears? Yeah, it's because you didn't go to a bike trail, okay? You stupid piece of shit. Yeah, you're going to fucking kill somebody, you dope. All right, so here's what you're going to do. When you come out of your fucking whatever rehab, you know, hopefully you could walk again. All right, when you come out of your rehab, take your dumb bike. You're going to probably have a bigger helmet by then and go to a bike trail. You stupid piece of shit because me and my family almost got killed, okay, because you like to do something that fucking 12-year-olds do. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, dude. You got to see, and the arrogance, they shake their heads. They shake their heads. Okay, I got a Little League game to go to, you stupid asshole. I got shit to do, all right? I got shit to do. I got work tonight. I'm not sitting around while you guys put on your, as Joe, what did Joe Bartnick say, dress like Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't have time for this shit. Dude, I almost got into an accident and really, like, could have been, it could have been bad. And it was on the way to my beautiful little girl's kindergarten concert. Shout out to my beautiful little girl, Sophia Verzi, who did such a great job singing for her um, kindergarten class. And uh, my son also was able to leave his class to come down to the room to watch the concert. And uh, yes, me and their mother, my wife, were almost in a head-on collision on the way to that school because of a 10-speed. So I'm sorry if I sound redundant but I, I hope one of you 10-speed motherfuckers is listening to this. Write me a letter. Seriously. I, I would, I, I'm begging. I'm asking you. Somebody out there. TVE 359. Send this to an arrogant uh, bike rider. Send it to them. I want to know their explanation. I want to know why if they're in the street, okay, and there is no bike trail, why they're not the furthest to the right furthest to the white line that they could be. Why are some of them, you know, a quarter of the way into the middle or actually all the way in the middle? Why? Answer me that question. Because it's your right? Because it's, it's yeah, it's your day to get exercise? You fucking middle-aged dickhead. All right, go to a gym like everybody else or sit on a stationary bike. What are you riding to? What are you doing? The Tour de France, you half a fat fuck? Give me a break. Seriously, give me a break. Well, you know, I had it in seventh gear. You know, it's up. It's easier up the hill. And, it's, and I'm not trying. I know people like to do it, but give me a break. All right? Dude, go train where people train. Don't do it in the middle of the street where you're going to kill a family. Fucking assholes. Oh, I'm pissed off, guys. Uh, so that's unacceptable. What's unacceptable is the fact that, you know, they're not going to bike trails. What's unacceptable is, I don't care if it's, I've, I've done this unacceptable before, to be honest. I'm going to keep hammering home the point. Or I'm going to keep talking about this. This is going to be an unacceptable. Every like, you know, 150 shows, this is going to be an unacceptable. Until there's a law. Let's get a law. Everybody wants to petition. Yeah. Well, yeah. You want to march outside the White House because Donald Trump said, you know, if you're famous, they'll let you grab him by the pussy. Okay. Well, how about the people that actually died? Nobody died from Donald Trump's comments. All right. And I'm not saying it's a good comment. He's a fucking dope too. He's a moron for saying stupid shit like that. And I get how people are mad. But if you want to gang up or, 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 or march up and, and round everybody. Round up was the word I was actually looking for, not gang up. Um, if you want to, you know, get everybody all something like that. How about everybody comes together and starts, you know, you're protesting these bicycles. When they all show up together at some deli like they're a bike gang. You know, like they try to show up together and yeah, yeah, unstrap their stupid neon green helmets and stuff. How about our people protest going, hey, you know what? My kid was in the back seat and I had to swerve. 
Yeah, because you think you're because you, you think you're Lance Armstrong. Guess what? You're not Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong it w- was fit and on dope, but fit. All right, you half a fat guy. I can't even tell you how great it would be if there was just outrage. Where pe- like how great? I want these people embarrassed to be on the fucking bikes unless they're on a bike trail. Embarrassed. Like, like just looking with the disgust. Let's have a march for that. Let's have a march. How many 10-speeds have killed people? Think about that. How many people have been killed by a 10-speed? Because that, that, that number exists. Lives have been taken because somebody dodged a 10-speed that was in the middle of the street and had a head-on collision. That is a fuck. There's no way that that's not true. Okay? The same way that there's text and the same way everything else. I am against... Alyssa, I'm all for bike riding. You want to ride your bike, you go to a trail, you go to a cul-de-sac like a little kid does. You know, you want to do that. How about that? These little kids in the neighborhood, my my neighborhood, my kids have bikes and they go to a cul-de-sac that they call the circle because it's down and they have this little off thing and they go there and it's a big, you know, there's room. And the only thing you'd have to worry about is if somebody was coming out of their driveway, but it's a friendly neighborhood and they let the kids ride their bikes. How come they know better? How about these assholes go down in a little cul-de-sac and go in a circle instead of doing the Tour de France in the middle of a fucking neighborhood in the middle of the street with no, with no uh, you know, shoulder to do it or, or no bike trail? Or take the bike and go to a bike trail. This is, you know, this is Westchester County. This is Westchester County. There's a million places. There's places in Scarsdale. There's places. There's a million places that you can go and there's nice bike trails. Some of these bridges now have bike trails on the bridges. Go. Take your thing there. Do that. But not up in the country where there's no shoulder and there's sharp turns and water and a reservoir. Not to mention there's all... I got to worry about deer. I got hit by two fucking deer out here in one year. Now I got to worry about some asshole on some glorified huffy. All right, I'm better. I feel better. <sighs> That's my unacceptable. Everything and everything that has to do with adults riding in the middle of the street. I took a picture too the other day. It keeps happening up here too. I'm sorry. There's no time for your guys' unacceptables because I was a dick. Let me see if I could find anything here. Uh, was that too much? Now I'm going to have to listen back and see if I could even put this out. <laughs> Uh, I got lost. I forgot I was doing a show for a second. So that's either going to come out sounding good or like that I am a straight up lunatic. Um, let me see here. I think, did somebody get one? I'm going to see if somebody sent in an unacceptable, but that's the thing. All right. Um, okay, this one's from Justin. And this is a long one. Not too long, but this, there's only going to be one. So this is from Justin. So this is what I'm going to do. And thank you, Justin, for the submission. I'm going to read Justin's Unacceptable. And then I will get into sports, this movie that I'm into, and we'll get into plugs, and we will get out of here. I didn't think I was going to talk about getting my ass checked, excuse me, this long, or um, scream about bikes. But when me and my wife almost get into a head-on collision on the way to our baby girl's uh, school, and it's because of a 10-speed, a a, a 50-year-old on a 10-speed, I can't handle it. I just can't handle it. I mean, I would say get groups of people to throw rocks at them, but I know that that's not a good thing to do, and I'm, I'm saying please don't do that. Don't throw rocks at them. Don't do anything to harm anybody. I don't want this podcast to ever do that. Um, I, I really don't, and I don't want anybody to be hurt, and I don't want anybody to listen to this and do that. I, I honestly don't. But I'm not going to lie. The thought 
It's the thought of like a little pebble hitting the guy's helmet. And then he's confused and like looking around and up to see if it was bird shit or something and just gets confused and then wobbles and then just kind of slides into the woods and then the front tire hits a rock and then his body just flies into a reservoir. The thought of that is nice, but I don't want anybody to ever do that. Uh, Justin says, hey, Paul, I got an unacceptable for you this week. Okay. Oh, by the way, the subject is colleges sucking every penny out of their students. Hey, Paul, I've got an unacceptable for this week. And before you ask, yes, I'm going to keep forwarding the same chain of emails every time I write in, uh, in until it takes you an hour to get to the bottom. Uh, I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, my unacceptable is colleges blatantly trying to screw their students for every dollar just because they can. A little backstory on this. Um, here we go. I am going into my fifth year at a private tech school in Massachusetts to get my master's and the cost of going here is absolutely ridiculous. Almost 65k a year, but that's not even the worst part. The worst part is they find every way possible to get even more from me. They charge me 100 a year to park at the school. I'm already paying 65,000 a year to attend. About a thousand kids choose to park on campus and pay the hundred bucks, which means they're making about a hundred thousand a year from it. But here's uh, but here's the thing: each student pays about sixty-five thousand to go here. So for the cost of less than two students attending, they could just give us parking spots instead of being assholes about it. My tuition money uh, pays for the maintenance of those parking spots, and yet somehow I'm charged for actually using, uh, using them. On top of that, those of us who choose to live uh, in campus dorms have to move in uh, on or after a certain date each semester, which usually ends up being the day right before classes start. Now, this isn't a problem for me because I live pr pretty close, but a lot of students are flying across the country or internationally, and they're limited to just one day to get all their shit here and move in. On top of that, if you need to move in uh, a day or two early because of travel, they charge you $35 a day just to do that. So even though the rooms are already cleaned and sitting empty by the middle of the summer. Meanwhile, they just built another dorm hall for freshman students and converted an upper class dorm to a freshman dorm. So now there's a huge storage uh, of housing and under uh, and upperclassmen are forced to try to scramble for off-campus apartments over the summer, even though most of them don't live here. And why uh, did they do this? Because once they get freshmen in the door, they have four years of tuition money locked in and they can give a big middle finger to them for the next three years. Don't get me wrong, the opportunity of coming here and the education is amazing. And I don't want to sound like a spoiled brat, but I don't understand why they have to screw you every step of the way when they're already overcharging to begin with. I know this is the situation at many colleges around the country, which is why half of the kids who graduate will be in debt for most of their lives. Fucking unacceptable, Justin. Uh, I have zero problem with what you wrote. Um, I know some people, listen, all right, this is going to sound, but you know what? I'm, 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 I don't know. This is flowing good. I'm having a good time. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I really feel about, about this. 
um, my whole life, I was told, you know, from my father especially, and, and from, from no matter what you do, you know, you need an education. You got to be educated. And, you know, if you're not educated, you know, you have nothing. Um, I think that there's some truth to that. But I also think that education and smarts is different in everybody. Um, for me, I hated hearing the professor talk. And I just thought I was wasting my time. You know, I went from communications to liberal arts. And I was just like, you know, I was, before I was doing, you know, I was 18, 19. didn't know what I wanted to do. Got into stand-up at 21. By the time I was like 22, um, I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And it would have been a, 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 just a waste of money from my family. Because uh, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Now, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you do what, you got to do what they make you do. You know, to, to do that. And you are going to be in debt. Um, do I think that a lot of colleges is, is, is great? Yes. Do I think a lot of colleges is scam and bullshit and taking advantage of people's money for people that really don't know what they want to do or shouldn't be in college? Yes, I do. Um, so colleges go up. I remember when my brother went to Boston University in the early 90s, maybe 91, Boston University might have been like $41,000 a semester then. Now it's obviously way, way more than that. It's through the roof. Um, I, yeah, I mean, part, you know, I would think that 65K should really cover everything. Uh, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. You know, they're, they're able to do it. They're able to calculate what they want. And, um, you know, so I hear, I hear what you're saying, but it is one of those things where you just got to take it on the chin. If you want to get that degree, you want to get that master's, you want to get whatever, you know, certificate of expertise you're looking for in that field, you're going to have to do it. So, um, yeah, but I, I do think that college is really, you know, I talked to somebody that's like, think about how silly college is. If you look at it like this, I was talking to this, uh, woman who's, she works at this, she's taking online classes at uh, a really good school. What school is it? It might be like university of Arizona. Or like, uh, yeah, what's the Sun Devils? U of A? Or, or is it uh, Arizona State University? Whatever, it might be Arizona State University. Um, and they have this amazing online program where, and she went from like a C student in college who partied and drank to now she takes two-hour courses online and she's like an A student. She's getting great grades. She's doing it on her time when she wants to. She doesn't have to pay for tuition, uh, for, for rooming and all that stuff. So she just pays for the actual class. So she's saving a ton of money. And it's just like, oh, so that's the, so, so think about that. Think about what she's doing. She's getting an education from the University of Arizona. She pays for the class and the class is expensive. Okay. But she's an A student in that class. She's getting the same curriculum. She's getting the same class as somebody sitting in a classroom. She's actually probably paying attention more because she wasn't at a party the night before. She's not sleeping in. She's not all groggy. You know, she wasn't out at a sorority or, you know, some frat house or something like that. So now she's sitting there, rested with a coffee, killing it, paying half the money, going to be in half the fucking debt. And that's the thing. Now, I know people didn't have opportunities for that then. Um, but I, I'm just saying it just goes to show you that, you know, when you think about that, it's like there are definitely other options and I think it's for people and not for others. But thank you for the submission. That does suck about the parking. Um, even though a hundred bucks isn't a lot, I hear what you're saying. Overall, you're saying it's a shitty thing because they're making an extra hundred grand on all these people that are paying 65k a year. I get it. Um, all right, guys, let's get into sports. 
what can I say? The Cavaliers had two chances. The J.R. Smith thing is just so ridiculous. Um, they had a seeing LeBron sitting on the bench, knowing that they had a timeout, and finding that out. Look at that footage when he asks, "Did we have a timeout?" And then they say yes, and he's just losing his shit. Um, the series is clearly over. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a sweep tonight. I think they just got their hearts taken from them. Uh, too much firepower on Golden State. Golden State's gonna win. The question is, where does LeBron go now? I'm hearing he wants to meet with the Celtics. I'm hearing he's going to talk to the Sixers. Vegas has him going to the Rockets. Um, we'll see. You know, uh, I have, I mean, look, there's a glimmer of tiny glimmer of hope in my heart that he says, you know what? Let me go to Latvia and talk to Christophs Porzingis. Let me get on a flight and go to Latvia, sit down, go eat with Christophs, see how his leg is doing over there. Maybe get some Lafayette food. He could show me around the country. You know, I'm LeBron James. I'll walk around for a couple days as a god, stay in a nice hotel with my family, see a part of the world I probably, you know, haven't seen or won't see for a while. See what Kristaps says, you know. Hey, man, the garden's great. You'll own New York. Me and you will try to bring a championship. Maybe together we'll lure another guy into New York. Doesn't sound so bad. There's a glimmer of hope of that. Is it going to happen? No. Am I going to be disappointed as a Knicks fan? Probably. Um, but that's it. I got the Yankees who just don't stop winning. They just don't stop winning. They play the Mets this weekend. Hopefully it's a bloodbath. Uh, it should be a shit show in Queens, to be honest with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, pretty much it. Guys, the Halloween trailer. The Halloween trailer. Jamie Lee Curtis is a grandmother in it, but they made her look awesome. It looks good. It's John Carpenter again. It's that old music, that old piano fucking tune, and um, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm a big Halloween guy. I love the season. I love the pumpkins. I love the weather. I love the candy, the whole deal, so I'm excited for it, but if you get a chance, check out the Halloween trailer. It came out today. And um, for shows, guys, please go to uh, paulverzi.com, and uh, you guys will see all of the new all of the new dates. Uh, I'm really excited. A ton of people are. Why is it not? I thought it was being put back, and it didn't get put back. If you go to my uh, page, you can see upcoming shows, video, podcast, news, uh, merchandise. If you go to the podcast page, you can actually see um, the Patreon link. So you could check me uh, check out on Patreon uh, for for uh, three dollars a month. You get more content on there, uh, a guaranteed four extra episodes, uh, but you know more and pictures and a bunch of stuff so that, that you could see on there. It's only three dollars a month if you want extra TVE. Um, as far as shows, guys, I will be. Let's see here. Um, I will be uh, the stand uh, tonight. I'll be in Ridgewood, New Jersey. If you're hearing this, I'll be in Ridgewood, New Jersey on the 9 o'clock show. Then I will be at the Fat Black Pussycat tonight in New York City. Uh, I will also be at the stand tonight. Yes. Tonight's the 8th, right? Yes, I'll be at the stand tonight. I'll be at the Fat Black Pussycat tonight. I'll be at the Park West Loft in Ridgewood, New Jersey before the stand and Fat Black Pussycat shows tonight at 9 o'clock. Um, you can check me out at the Borgata 
Comedy Club. That's right, Atlantic City Borgata in the big room. I will be there July 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th, along with a few other comedians um, doing 20 minutes a night at the beautiful Borgata Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And of course, in um, I might be actually with Burr, adding some dates with Bill Burr, I don't know. But I'll be at the Comedy Cellar at the Rio in Las Vegas, August 29th, um, August 30th, August 31st, and September 1st, two shows a night. Okay, so you got the Borgata in July, 15th through 18th, and you have the Rio at the Comedy Cellar, August 29th through September 1st. So check uh, check dates on that. You could come and check me out at those shows. But in between all that stuff, guys, I will be New York Comedy Club. Uh, I will be at the Cellar, the Fat Black Pussycat, the Village Underground, Gotham Comedy Club, Stand Up New York. So many shows in New York on top of where I'm traveling to. Please check it all out on the new, updated, beautiful, beautifully designed paulverzi.com website. Thank you, guys. Also, I am on Instagram now. Please get me on Instagram. Um, if you're a Twitter follower, get me on Instagram. I, I've succumbed to it. I'm doing it. I'm going to be there. So uh, I'm there now. I'm trying to build it up. Of course, right when I start building up Twitter, Twitter dies. And now I'm trying to build this up. You know, <laughs> it's just going to be like 15 new things. But uh, check that out. Uh, big announcement on the special coming very, very soon. I know you guys have been patiently waiting, believe me, uh, as have I. So uh, I will talk to you guys soon. This has been TVE episode 359. Check out the new Patreon coming out this week. I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks so much.